0: Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek and welcome to episode 363 of HER, the podcast where you're gonna hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her sounds. Yeah, this is really going to be pretty awesome science. We have a terrific show. Coming up, but before we begin, know that the episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. All right, now here's your first reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show, because I love your feedback, that's why. All right. It's time for Her. Her, the podcast.
1: The naked truth about women. Her mind, her body, her life. It's all about
0: Her. So I was reading a a marvelous review of a book we're going to be talking about that just absolutely captured my imagination. Um, I don't know about you out there, but I'm exquisitely sensitive to sound and, and we're gonna talk about why that actually happens. And sound to me has always been important in my life. And go figure, uh, we now have a book, which I just think is a go-to. It's called Of Sound Mind, How Our Brain Constructs a Meaningful Sonic World. How cool is that? And who better, Uh, to describe any of this than the author of that book, Nina Kraus. Dr. Nina Kraus is a neuroscientist who's done pathbreaking research on sound and hearing for more than 30 years. She is Hugh Knowles Professor of Neurobiology, Communication Sciences, and Otolaryngology at Northwestern University. She's also an inventor, an amateur musician, go figure, with the sound, who studies the biology of auditory learning. How interesting is that? It's just absolutely fabulous. We're going to be really delving into this big time during this episode. Nina, welcome to the Herb podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Why'd you write the book? Well,
1: you know, I've, I've been working on... Sound in the brain for many years now. And if you were to go to our website, which is, you know, we call, I call my lab Brain Volts. And um, I'm sure there'll be a link to, if you just look for Brain Volts, but you'll see on the home page that we study music, concussion, bilingualism, language, language disorders like autism, reading problems, um, aging, and and you might wonder, what are they doing at BrainWolf? Uh, but it's all under the umbrella of sound and the brain, and I'm a biologist, and, and I realize that I love to talk about sound and the brain uh, to everyone, and uh, I wanted to put it all in one place. So I wrote this book, it is really geared, it is, it is written for any curious person. And no matter um, how much or how little you know about sound and the brain, um, my hope is that you would get something out of it. I, so I, you know, I, I, I'm no stranger to, to, to writing and writing science. Um, you know, our lab, we've, we've published uh, actually hundreds of, of papers, but scientists in general do such a bad job communicating what we do to interested people who aren't specialists and aren't speaking in some kind of code. And then I realize, you know, when I'm having dinner conversations with people, you um, it, people are just interested in sound in the brain and it's it's not sound is 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 really not that recognized until you start talking about it and acknowledging it so you know sound sound is invisible and we live in a in a visually biased world and and you know we, we we've lost track of how important sound is and really, the, 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 the biggest uh, and most common comment that I get from people who have read the book is, I have no idea. I had no idea. I, you know, sound, it's all around me. It's right in front of me. And yet, I, I, I didn't recognize how important sound was.
0: Absolutely. And And that's why when you um, wrote in the introduction to the book, um, sound is under recognized. Hearing is underappreciated. I am absolutely, um, you know, blown away by when I read the book, by the importance of sound and uh the fact that sound is different than say for instance a uh, vision i can close my eyes i can't close my ears um and also how we when we live a mindless existence where we're just you know on a gerbil wheel running around doing whatever we're doing getting so much stimulus from around us we cannot appreciate something as magnificently beautiful as a, as a bird in a tree outside, um, as just the wind as it rustles through leaves. Um, I, it's almost like we're, we're numbed from so much of that. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah,
1: uh, you know, I think we, we have really forgotten how to listen. Um, and I, I love talking about sound in the brain um, with sound. So you know, doing this podcast, and you, Pam. I mean, you you are are this is what this is what you do, and I'm sure that one of the reasons that you are attracted to sound is it's alive. You know, you and I we, we right now, we don't have a script. What we you are listening to me, I'm listening to you. We are going back and forth. It's this alive reverberative process. There's very little in the world. Like that, it is. It's what Ian McGillcris calls "betweenness," which oh, I, think I love. That
0: betweenness
1: really, really, it 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 connects us. And you know, at a, at a time, when well, at any time, but you know, at times when when we are so divisive as 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 a people, um, we need connection more than ever, and sound.
0: Sound connects us. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, it also, uh, it, it takes me back again to when you look at relationships, just connecting with anyone. I'm talking about a business relationship, a colleague, a coworker, a professional work, um, personal, um, even, you know, complete strangers. It is sound plays a huge role in that because it's a piece of what we're uh, integrating in our brain when we're trying to make sense of what's going on around us., um, And the more, again, I go back to this mindful we are, the more present we are, um, the I think uh, the more optimal the experience. Um, when we're trying to do that, you know, as a physician, I was, uh, taught, um, old school, thank God, um, to be able to, uh, walk into a room with someone, a, a patient I had never met in my life and to absorb the experience with them. So there will be touch, there will be smell, there will be visual, and there will be sound. I, I could listen to a breath, and if I can hear a gurgling in there, you know, then that helps inform me. Um, if if the breath is rapid, um, if it's loud, if there's other things going on, and so to me, sound has always been so terribly important. But you know, how can we, um, based upon your beautiful book? And your um, scientific research, how can we appreciate it and benefit from a better appreciation of sound in our own lives? Well, let, let me just step
1: back for a moment to you in the um, meeting a patient. Because another message in my book, you know, the first is sound connects us, and another is the hearing brain is vast. And from a biological perspective, the hearing brain is connected to how we feel, how we move, how we integrate information from our other senses, and how we think, what we know. So, you know, the the formal way of, of saying this is the hearing brain engages our cognitive thinking, Sensory, other senses, motor, how we move, and reward, how we feel, pathways. So through sound, when you are communicating through sound, you are engaging all of these dimensions of your biology. And that, you know, just from a biological perspective, is beautiful. And, and, and I know this. Uh, I know this to be true. So, you know, you, you'll, you'll know that in, in, in my book, um, I, I, I strike a conversational tone. It's very conversational. Um, and yet, 20% of the book is references. So, uh, you know, even though it sounds like I'm saying, I'm not just saying, um, you know, what I am saying is really backed up by the best science that I know of
0: and that I wanted to, to bring to the table. I love it. I, I love it. So there's that. Your other. Did you want to say something about that? Yeah. And, and, you know, when you wrote this, just to give people a little, you know, kind of a teaser, um, here's a beautiful piece just from the introduction. Sound is an invisible ally, an enemy of brain health. Our engagement with sound leaves a fundamental imprint on who we are. The sounds of our lives shape our brains for better and for worse. And our sound minds, in turn, impact our sonic world, again, for better and for worse. Will we be expert listeners or poor listeners? As a consequence of what we value in sound, how will we build the sonic world we live in? A holistic understanding of the biological consequences of our lives in sound positions us to make better choices for ourselves, our children, and for society. I just love that. Well said. You know, really well said. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, so, so, well, the whole book is, is about the, the
1: ammunition that backs up Um, those, those, those those ideas. And, and I really, uh, the very last chapter is, um, our sonic world, past, present, future. Um, and that really is my call to action. You know, where, where I, I, I really try to explicitly talk about what we can do to be more mindful of, of sound. Uh, you know, what, one of the things about, sound is that you know as, as I, I'm talking now it's it's there and the minute I stop talking it's gone so it, it is you know it, it, it's so immediate and it's very different from you know now we spend a lot of time on our devices um, and uh, we, uh, we we communicate uh, you know through through texts through you um, uh, images and you know we can curate what we say and it's it's really different it is um you know again I'm drawing on McGilchrist he, he he says it is represented we're looking at a world that is represented when you're looking at something visual something that you have curated something that you are writing um but sound sound is present it's not represented it's present and so, you know, I think we, have, we we really do need to think about the choices that we make for ourselves, our children, and how this can also affect the, the wider society we live in, education and medicine. Um, you know, let, let, me, let me just give you some examples. Um, I, um, well... Talk to your kid. Don't talk to your phone. You know, I, I see parents and, and 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 children walking around, and and you know, the child is right there, or the child is on a bike with the parent on the same bike. You know, um, and these are opportunities for for talking, and the the sound to meaning connections that we make, beginning when we are in the womb. Babies hear, they hear the sound of, of the heartbeat. They immediately, so you know, they're they're hearing through liquid. When they are born, they are hearing through air. And um, immediately, uh, you know, already the babies, based on what they have heard in the womb, recognize so- songs that they have heard, um, the sounds of mommy and daddy's voice um other important people in, in the baby's lives. And from the very, very beginning, our uh, sound to meaning connections are made. And these actually they make us us.
0: I, so no, I love I, it. I, I,
1: yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and re- really let's 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 talk about this. Makes us us. You know, we are our sonic connections. And, you know, we know this biologically. As as I'm talking to you now, the neurons in your brain are responding to sound. You know, we can measure that electricity. We we really have a way of looking at your sound mind today based on your life and sound, the choices you've made. We can't be cavalier about, about sound. We have to realize that it is—it's a fundamental force in our lives, and our brains are constantly changing and evolving based on the sound-to-meaning connections we make, and the ones that we make again and again and again. I mean, you know, if 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 your um, son calls you, and um, you know, right away, if I. Answer the phone. Um, he will pick up on. Um, What's the matter, mommy? If something isn't going right, uh, you know we learn the the nuances of, of sound, and there there's so so much detail. I and mean, think about it from an evolutionary perspective. You know any organism needs to be able to hear whether the change in the soundscape. You know, so maybe you're hearing. Um, leaves and grass moving, and and then there's a tiny little little sound uh, that maybe is is something in the grass moving. You know, is that lunch? Is that something that's going to eat me? Is that something I can mate with? These sound is absolutely essential for survival, and you know, I, I talk about sound being our um, our ally and our enemy of brain health, because we live in a very noisy world, and there are choices we can make there. Um,
0: and and to be and basically are, be able to restrain some of that. You know, you mentioned the, you know, uh, listening to uh, some of the sounds. Of, of nature, you, you have a recommendation in this last chapter. It says, you know, what is the environmental impact of indifference to noise, you write. A person who values the sounds of the wilderness will want to preserve the privilege of hearing that soundscape. Ergo, um, obviously people like myself, I'm a complete natureaholic, I'm an outdoor athlete, I'm an outdoor person. All right. So I I can remember as a child, very young child, the very first time I went camping and you know there I was out there in nature and I awoke in the morning not to some loud alarm clock or you know people yelling and screaming. No, I awoke to magnificently wonderful, beautiful, harmonious, melodious sounds of the forest from from the what was going on with leaves moving um the wind uh birds there was some rustling in bushes whatever it may be i was astounded by relatively speaking how loud all of that was and and i was struck by the fact that it was just pure nature to this day I could conjure up those sounds, even though I've been in nature uh, just countless times since then. Um, how precious that is. So, of course, I'll be the first one to donate to the Audubon Society, to you know, whatever kind of um, conservation. When I was at Berkeley, in addition to my pre-med studies, um, I was also double majoring in conservation of natural resources. The sounds are such a huge piece of what helped fuel my passion for all of that. So when you wrote that as a passage in your book, it just, I mean, it just hit home like in a big way. But I have something else to ask you. Um, When I told one of my colleagues about the book, she went out and immediately got it because she's been very interested in this as well. So kudos to you for writing such a fantastic book. Um, but she said this, she works with a lot of uh, PTSD and trauma, and she said, you know, please ask um, Nina how how it works this way. When you come from a chaotic, loud, screaming environment as a child, when you're acclimated to people who are shouting and yelling at you, where there's there's so much emotion and anxiety going on and that's all you hear what what oftentimes happens is you grow up and you're away from that environment one would hope um and that you're just going about your you're much more easily triggered by specific sounds how does that work yeah
1: well it is because our hearing brain is vast and it truly is connected to, you know, when, 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 when someone is yelling at you, it is, uh, it, it, it is impacting what you know. It is impacting how you feel. It is impacting your sense of the whole house, the smells, what you're seeing. Um, and deeply it is impacting your memory. Uh, sound and memory are tremendously linked. You know, before we had writing, uh, history was carried on by by bards and by singing. Um, so, if how how you know, I'm sure you've had the the experience of maybe being in your kitchen and the air conditioner turns off or the refrigerator turns off. Or the truck that's been sitting outside your window um, and has been idling. He turns off he, he the, the ignition. Um, you didn't you didn't know that those sounds were there until they turned off. And what did you do? You you, you take a sigh of relief it's like oh. So even Ma- moderate level sounds, I mean, everybody knows that very, very loud sounds are bad for your ears, but moderate level noise is bad for our brain. And it's bad for our brain in many ways, but one of the ways is psychological. We are in a constant state of stress and alarm because we, we, we have evolved. To you know, if you hear a a roar, a moderate roar around you, there is something about you that, even though you're not consciously aware of it, clearly you're aware of it because when it turns off, you breathe a sigh of relief. So voila. Um, but it it is having a very deep effect on
0: our um our
1: senses of of anxiety and stress and again well so you
0: know understanding well understanding uh, that though um most of the work that i did at the nih um was in um, my stress lab we basically um worked with uh cortisol and one of the things you don't want is a constant you know, uh, elevation of, of stress hormone levels, um, because after a while, you, you do physiologically achieve a bit of a burnout. Um, none of that is good for you. It's pro-inflammatory throughout the body. Um, it's just not a good situation. Um, so you write here in your book noise begets stress and stress begets noise maybe you're feeling some stress and you react by stomping around the house Um, this ups the noise level and your roommate turns up the volume on the TV to compensate the loud TV annoys you further and you stomp louder. This type of noise-induced positive feedback loop has been studied and sure enough people exposed to noise become more aggressive and eager to zap fellow research participants with electric shocks. How do you feel about the person who just honked their horn at you? So, yeah, I mean, this is that that other side of of sound and noise, as it were, which which you know brings me to a very interesting point here, um, Nina. In my way of looking at it, and there have been some really cool books written um, uh, about, as it were, stillness and silence. I. Uh, should we be going out of our way to um, experience throughout the day, uh, times of stillness um, and silence to be able to help us, if it's humanly possible, neutralize um, or tamp down on some of the physiologic stress that occurs in noise that we have no control over? so i'm just asking is it like you know when when we look at things like physical fitness well you need to take a rest you know in addition to all the other you know uh physical activity that you do um et cetera. Et cetera. so when it comes to sound and noise should we also be trying to find you know 15 minutes here half an hour there H- how do you see us trying to navigate the, the sound and noise challenge of the day. There are many,
1: so many things. And, and, and step number one is being aware, you know, just being aware of sound and the fact that it, there's something in your life and it's something that you can do, um, you can do something about. So you have to know that it's there and that it's important, A of all. B, you ask yourself with the noise, is it necessary? You know is it necessary for me to wake up my neighbor when I come home at night and, and uh, lock my car? You know you can just turn turn that you know we have all these alerts um, that that we can turn off. Um, we can um, you, you know you stay quiet. I think seeking quiet is important so we can hear ourselves think so we can, you know hear, Hear all of these sounds that that we often aren't aware of, but they're there. So you know, seeking silence is, I think, a very, very good idea. You know, we have this this idea of um, it, it's 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 spiritual of can we have a moment of silence? Can we have a moment of silence so that we can right. we, we can we can think. Weekend.
0: I mean, I cherish that. I, you know, I I absolutely find every opportunity I can to go into nature. I mean, even if it means, you know, so many of us are remote and all the rest of it. Um, and so, you know, it's a matter of just getting up, you know, weather, being um, friendly, and, and just going into nature and, and just literally inhaling the sounds of nature, which are, much more comfortable on my ears. I'm just sort of using this terminology. I'm just making it up as I go along, but it just feels more comfortable when I hear the cacophony of of you know birds and trees. When I you know can hear the skirmish you know of a squirrel you know as he races up that that tree. Um, when I when I could hear the stomping of a of a deer. Um, in the bushes Um, all of those things seem to be very natural and and very harmonious with my own physiology and so i literally love to take my i i don't really necessarily call it silence because it's not really silence it's stillness it's stillness it's it's i you know i've i've gotten rid of this other stuff now that being said i got another one for you And this also comes from, you know, kind of derived from some of what you've written here. And that is, um, it's interesting. You write, the purpose of music is connection, but it has become a pervasive background feature in most public settings. What if music becomes something you increasingly tune out? Now, that's interesting. So we're going to start first with when i was driving um the other day and i was on the the freeway and we were kind of you know ground to a halt waiting for clearance from an accident and somebody drove up to the side of me with one of those godforsaken blaring you know rap music things going on in the car where you wonder whether or not their ears have just you know exploded in the car, and I found it to be so noxious to me. All of my windows were were pulled up, and um, I still, and I I found myself trying to turn on a little bit of more soothing music in my own car just to neutralize it, it was so noxious. So there's that. But the other thing is, I know that a lot of people out there are like me. Many times when I'm working, uh, I'm writing um, and I'm concentrating um, I will love to have uh, a little bit of soft music it's usually kind of that new-age spa music very very you know um, not obtrusive it's just uh, very soothing to my ears and it's on very low it's just, it, it, there's just a presence of it there. But it seems to really be very calming and soothing. So there you have two opposite ends of the spectrum, the very loud, noxious, and then the soft, soothing. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, well,
1: my thoughts are that first of all, we all have our own sound mind. And what is soothing to you May not be soothing to somebody else. So you know it's funny in in a teach and in a classroom. You know when you ask students how do you like to study in terms of the noise, uh, the sounds around you, and you know often people really like loud music. They like absolute silence. They like this kind of um, uh, music or that kind of music or um the the sound of of just you know people in a coffee house uh, so people are very very different in the same way as we're very different in terms of the music that we that we choose to listen to um, you know and 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 the, the, the you know the person listening to the rap music in in their car is is enjoying it um, so I think we, we we need to recognize that we are all different, but I think that it would be nice to be given a choice, right? So, you know, you, when, when you want to write or think, you put on a certain kind of music and you know that that works for you and, and that's wonderful and, and being aware of that and, and also, you know, being in an environment where that's possible. You know, we're in so many public places where, you know, you, you, you can't choose the kind of music. And, um, you know, it, it, it's such a, a strange thing, you know, for someone who loves music to feel like, you know, I mean, the last thing I want to do is listen to something that I, I don't want to be listening to. Because it's, it's such an invasion. It's an invasion of my privacy. It's an invasion of my health it's 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 an assault and and we are so cavalier about the way we assault ourselves you know if, if you think think about a, an airport an airport is inherently noisy you've got jets you've got conveyor belts they're going to make noise but do we need to have cnn on do we need to be hearing um, you know announcements just blaring do we need to hear, um, um, you know, every time a boarding pass is scanned, you hear, me hey, hey, hey. you know, the poor person who is do, you know hearing this for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times a day, but it's so loud that you can hear it a couple of gates away, you know. Then there's 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 a, a little kid on uh, who's been given a phone. And is playing a game. Um, You know, there there are all these these sounds that um, I think it's rude for people to be making. You know, and and even just hearing other people's phone notifications. I mean, you're on your phone all the time. There's a thing that you can push that, that 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 silences the notifications. Um, in fact, when you called me, I had to call you back because, um, I have silenced unknown callers on my phone. Um, and, and, and of course it silenced your call and I had to find you, but, you know, th- these are, these are our choices that we really can make. And, uh, and, and I think ignoring them is, is deeply to our, our peril, um, uh,
0: interesting you know you you well you you made a very very important point and that is look what's what's great for me maybe a nightmare for you and that's true for everything i mean uh art so i'm using visual now You know, uh, you may consider that to be trash, and I consider it to be phenomenal. Um, It is what it is. uh, And we have to define our own, as it were, sonic world. I just love that whole concept. Congratulations to you for really, you know, bringing it home um, to all of us to be able to fully appreciate that more than we ever have before. And heck, we weren't even aware of it. Um, And that's why I loved... The science that you presented, and you did it in such a friendly way in the book. Because, you know, even though I'm a scientist and I could read it at any level, I just found it to be very welcoming. And um, I think that uh, the vast majority of people um, would greatly benefit from being able to do this. Because, you know, how many times seriously do all of us, uh, you know, just get through our crazy ass days? And then let's just say that you finally have finished your last zoom meeting thinking of sounds that are making us nuts. Um, and you know, it's so funny when you were saying the little bleep bleep over at the airport, I had just come back from LA. Um, and, uh, I remember how loud that sound is. I'm exquisitely sensitive to sound. And so, yeah, I could hear it from like a gateway and it made me laugh a little bit when you said that. Um, But you know, when we finish our, that last zoom meeting, when we're, you know, we, we turn off the computer for the day and we walk outside, you know, our, our, you know, home office, how many of us are just sort of struck by if it, you know, if you are in a quieter home, you know, just the silence, um, the stillness of it all and, and how unbelievably relieving that is. It just feels so good and uh, uh, god it just it's like your whole body reacts to you know this healthy stillness that almost hits a reset and a refresh you know for your entire being um oh, does that goodness. make sense
1: and, you know and i i'm fortunate also to um you know, so i i run um so i, I get out of my home or work office. Um, and 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 I, you know, I live by by Lake Michigan. Uh, Northwestern University is right on the lake, which is great. Um, but especially during the pandemic where um, I was just always close to home outside. Um, and yes, every chance I got I I went outside. And 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 I would run through and I, I like to run through alleys because um, it's, it's soft. So it's soft under, under your feet you know, instead of pavement. Um, so I'm running through these alleys and I often run through the same alleys. And I've been now you know, doing this for about two years. Um, and it's so marvelous to be listening and to be so in tune to first of all, the, the particular sounds of each alley and how they're changing with the season. Um, and, and I, I'm, I'm so aware of my particular sonic environment in a way that I, I wasn't before. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely, um, learning to listen and learning to, to cherish the sound. You know, I, I think a, a, a lot of what I write about biologically is, that you know there are ways to strengthen our our sound mind, which is our whole mind, which is how we think and feel and move and know. Okay, um, and and strengthening that, we can strengthen that through sound, through the kinds of listening that you and I are talking about, through making music, through having conversations, through uh, learning another language, through um, designing podcasts.
0: You also said athletics as well, um, you know, in the book. I'm a triathlete, so I'm a fellow runner. Um, And, you know, just the sounds, you know, as I... Oh, this is so interesting. When I swim laps, you know, just that rhythmic sound of slapping into the water and, and just listening to my feet kick in the back. And, you know, we try to keep it, you know, very controlled and we try to um, make certain, you know, if anything, the sound helps guide me. If' I'm, if I'm loudly slapping, I'm not doing it well. You know So I, 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 I listen intently when it when it comes to the the bike. I listen to uh, the change of my shifts, you know, as I go from gear to gear. you know, and what does that sound like? It, it's all so cool. Um, and you know, and then as we're looking at all of this, um, I'm, I'm looking at what you wrote here. You, you said we give voice to the power of sound by considering initiatives for making music, foreign language learning and athletics. Sound is a place in medicine for people and coral reefs. You know, when you said that immediately, you know what I thought about? The beautiful sounds of whales and dolphins and, and just this beautiful, beautiful just I mean it just resonates to the core when you listen to the sounds of these incredible living beings and then you say we we can work to honor silence the sounds of home the soft sounds we love and avoid excessive noise in the places we spend our time we can consider sound in the creation of new spaces we can try to make music with our families and friends we can appreciate the beauty of sound with awe I mean, I, I'm sorry, you know, I'm like horribly biased. This is just a ridiculously beautiful book. Everyone out there on the Her Podcast land, the name of the book is Of Sound Mind, How Our Brain Constructs a Meaningful Sonic World, written by neuroscientist Dr. Nina Kraus. That's K-R-A-U-S. I love uh, the note by uh, the famous soprano Renee Fleming on the cover of the book. Um, Nina Kraus is a brilliant communicator and of sound. mind is an engaging and entertaining read beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And honey, listen, I'll listen to Renee Fleming any single day. If you're talking about beautiful sound, all I can tell you is that what you've done here is just spectacular. I love it. What is the best website, Nina, for people to learn more about your wonderful work?
1: Absolutely. So uh, you know, it's really important for us to communicate our little discoveries to anybody who is interested. And so go to BrainVolts, B-R-A-I-N-V as in Victor, O-L-T-S dot Northwestern dot E-D-U. And you'll see a little tour bus icon. Take the website tour so that you can uh, find what you're looking for. But look on, on the home page. Um, uh, kind of in the middle of the homepage, there is a 15 minute video of, uh, of, of me at, at the Kennedy Center, actually with Renee Plumbing, um, something that, uh, she and, and the NIH put together, um, that gives you a sense of, of what we have been learning through sound. So I, I encourage you to, to watch that, that video and then go as deep as you want on, on the website. But Pam, before we, before, before we go, I, I do want to say something because I, I know that athleticism is clearly important to you. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, making sense of sound is one of the hardest jobs that we ask our brain to do. So if you get hit in the head, if you get a concussion, that's going to disrupt the sound mind. And we can measure what the, the brain health of athletes uh, through their response to sound. You know, as I'm talking to you now, the neurons in your brain are producing electricity that you can measure. And, uh, you know, we, we have an, an NIH-funded project where we're um, working with all of our 500 uh, Big Ten athletes here at Northwestern, all the different sports, males and females. And over five years, we're testing them um, before and after each season, if an athlete sustains a concussion, we follow them um, you know, weekly. Uh, but you know, an important point that maybe I, I would like to make sure—I uh, know you're gonna—you're going to love this—is um, that you know we've had a chance to look at elite and healthy athletes, and these healthy people have um, wonderfully sound minds, they have, in particular, um, they have very quiet brains that enable them, you know, you just think about the the electricity, the static that's always going on in your brain, the brain of a healthy athlete is uncommonly quiet so that they can react to the world around them especially well.
0: I I really live yeah. that um, all the time, needless to say, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like I have such a finely honed uh, sound system because, you know, when I, before I jump into a lake, you know, I'm checking the wind, I'm listening, I'm feeling, visual, listen, everything is going on. I feel like when you're an athlete, um, especially when you're at the mercy of the elements, as it were, um, you're so... You're so attuned to everything. It's just kind of a amazing um and that's another reason why I'm just into the beautiful stillness of it all. I thank you so much Dr. Nina Kraus, the author of this fabulous book of Sound Mind how our brain constructs a meaningful, sonic world. Thank you so much for being on the Herb Podcast. And everyone, run on over now, hit iTunes, rate and review the show. I wanna hear from you because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Peek or Twitter and Instagram at PanpeekMD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD and all of the larger platforms. Thanks for listening today. Please stay safe and stay well.